Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Well, few of us enjoy conflict with our spouse. I certainly don't. It throws me off beat. It's like I'm another person and I'm saying things and expressing things that I regret uh, usually. And uh, then I have to dig out of that hole and it's just no fun. And maybe you can relate. I'm John Fuller, along with Aaron and Greg Smalley, who lead our marriage team here at Focus. And today we're going to hear more from a conversation Jim Daly and I had with author Catherine Hill about conflict in marriage. And Catherine is in charge of kind of a sister ministry of Focus on the Family in the UK called Care for the Family. For the men who are thinking, you know, it's good to win. It's good to give direction. It's good to lead. But in that context, um, how do we lay that down to say it's not about winning, it's not a zero-sum game? Well, I think sometimes we can say it's worth uh, losing the argument uh, just for the sake of the relationship, for the sake of the marriage. But the best advice is to remember you're on the same side. So this isn't about uh, one of you pitching against the other, but this is about being on the same side and then putting the issue out in front of you and trying to work at it together. It sounds easy to say like this, but actually... uh, In practice, it is more difficult, but that's a really good thing Mm. to have in mind. Catherine, let's uh, use a positive example. You talk about the third way. So what's an example of accomplishing this in the third way? Well, I have a colleague uh, that we work with at Care for the Family, and he has a great example of this with his wife. So they were decorating their house. Now, lots of Couples wouldn't think decorating was a big deal, but he really does. And uh, he, he cares a lot about what the house is like, and so does she. But they have completely different styles. So she likes everything to be floral and roses and vines and creepers and billions of cushions. And he <laughs> is much more uh, chic, minimal, black, white, chrome, those kind of things. Sounds like a marriage made in heaven. Well, they tried decorating, and uh, there was a big argument. And then she said, (laughs) honey, you can do. I will let you do the first room. So uh, he thought, my wife is an angel. I will. And it was the spare room. So he decorated the spare room in his style, black, white, chrome, minimal. And then he realized that he had been outmaneuvered because she then said, well, as you've done the spare room, it's only fair that I do our bedroom. And so he talks about this bedroom now that is pink and floral and fluffy and cushions. And it's very funny. He said, uh, I was lying in bed and didn't know whether to go to sleep or do the pruning. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, they they carried on like this, decorating their home, your way, my way, your way, my way, until they found that this house had an odd number of rooms. And so they didn't know what to do. And they decided to try and combine both of their styles. And he said, having done that, and it took work and it was hard and they had to tussle it out, but it is now the best room in the house. And in fact, they've gone back and decorated the rest of the house and they call it floral minimalism. (laughs) So it worked for them. (laughs) It worked for them. But you can apply that to everything. You can apply that to how you bring up your children. You can apply that to um, your recreation time together. You can apply it to how you spend your money. All different issues apply that third way. You know, one of, the, one of the things, and I'm sure both you and Richard as attorneys have seen this, um, the choices people make in marriage, uh, the way they 
either build each other up or tear each other down. First of all, why do we lean, some of us will lean toward sarcasm or tearing one another down. It's part of, especially for men, it's part of the way we communicate and we think it's fun. Um, But sometimes it's not so fun for our spouses. So, you know, in that context, how do we become more mindful and, and better with our hearts? Well, I think words are really, really powerful. Um, In the book of Proverbs, it says that our words have the power of life and death. And we can literally be speaking life into our spouse by the words that we speak. Mm -hmm. But I think people don't often realize that. And for some people, words are more impactful than others. For me, words are very impactful. Richard less so. And he is quick and quite witty with his words. And there was one time, it was my birthday, and we had been out to a restaurant with another couple. And they arrived with a gift and with a card. And this card, they had written all down one side really lovely things about me, completely over the top, but it made me feel a million dollars. I picked it up and I read it. And then he uh, leant over the table and he picked it up and he said, guys... It's only Catherine. And at that moment, my little birthday balloon popped and it wasn't such a fun evening anymore. And he had thought it was just a fun comment. Mm -hmm. Um, I should preface it to say that he he often says really great things about me in public. So this wasn't (laughs) what he... But nevertheless, it was really helpful. That's a real-life scenario. We we got home and um, we sorted it out, as they say. Um, But actually, it was such a lesson to us in how just what sounds like a fun, quick comment um, can actually be really hurtful. So I think being mindful of the power of our words. So how, how did you bring that up with Richard when you got back home? I think he knew straight away. Okay, <laughs> so you were giving the vibe that you weren't I happy. I was giving the vibe. So, so then again, how do you enter into that conflict moment in a way that's productive and not destructive? So my natural way of dealing with conflict, because of the way I was brought up, I was brought up in a home where I didn't see conflict ever resolved. It was all pushed under the carpet. And I honestly thought that was the way to deal with it. And so I used to do that. I used to never deal with it properly. I would just sulk or hold a grudge. And it was only when I understood that actually doing that is just as harmful to a relationship as somebody who um, says it as it is and who is a bit more sort of on the front foot, really, with, with how they are expressing their annoyance with their spouse, that neither of those are a good way of resolving it. And actually, it's healthier to be able to get it out into the open. You know, the Christian overlay to all this, some of us can believe that Taking it or being quiet about it is actually spiritually good to do, but you're you're saying it's not. There's lots of research about this about what's called the negativity threshold. It's a bit of a mouthful, but what it means is that some people um, have a high and some people have a low negativity threshold and if you have a high negativity threshold it means you can take loads of stuff and you just take it all on board and you absorb it but then one day there will probably be an almighty explosion whereas low negativity threshold means people deal with stuff quickly and um, they don't let it harbor Mm. and I do think you're right I think that sometimes in the Christian community um, that we can think that we're doing a good thing by not reacting but the healthy way is to put it out in front of us not make it personal lots of little tips on how not to do that and then deal with it together 
am probably guilty of uh, too often stuffing my anger and not bringing it up for a variety of reasons. And Greg, um, I think you kind of relate to that in some uh, way, shape, or form. But that, that's kind of dangerous stuff, isn't it? it? It really is. And I'm notorious for stuffing emotions and not wanting to bring up issues and avoid conflict. Just the other day, we were all meeting as a family up in Breckenridge. So a few hours drive for us. And I like routine. I like plans to not change. And so I'd kind of orchestrated how we were all doing this. And all of a sudden things changed. And now instead of taking two cars, we're actually going to have to take three cars because someone wanted to stay longer. And it just totally irritated me. I didn't say anything. And, and I didn't think much of it, but man, this built. So I found myself driving all by myself and I was just <laughs> irritated. And so by the time I, I get to this, this whatever condo or wherever we were staying, I was just mad. You were but, in a sour but I mood. Didn't, yeah, I was in a sour mood. And so um, our daughter's dog, our dog, right when we got there, they run out, they run over to the neighbor's yard <laughs> and do their business. Yeah, you had me at dogs. I was thinking yeah. that's that's a recipe for getting angry. Yeah. And so for so I, I of course see this. Yes. No one else notices it. So I go over and I'm trying to clean up their droppings their from yeah. this neighbor. And I'm just now I've been pushed over the ledge and I'm just, I'm really upset. So I came in and just started really not yelling, but yelling for me, um, at the family. Why didn't you guys, you know, watch them? And they went over to the neighbors and I'm going on and on. And it was like, everybody just stood there going, what just happened? And Aaron and I were talking a little bit later and, and she's like, you know, what, what's really going on? And, and I love that she always kind of comes to me with that question and and she doesn't get distracted by the loud outburst and the anger that I'm presenting with she's like okay I know there's something else going on so what's really going on for you and I was like ah nothing I'm just mad they let the dogs run everywhere and she's like and uh, well and so the more we talked the more I realized that I just had let several hours mm-hmm. of this frustration build up to where it exploded because the dogs did their stuff. It well, had nothing I'm, to do with the dogs. If I'm you, and I think I'm worried a lot like you, I think at the bottom of it all, I felt disrespected yeah. at some level. But I, I made these plans and nobody's following these. What's, yes, the, what's that thank about? Thank you. I didn't even have that thought, but yes. <laughs> Way to disrespect me. <laughs> Way to go, well, John. No, the question's not that disrespectful. It's just, there's always something underneath, there's though. Hey, don't defend her, underneath. John. Yes. I love you both. I don't want to get in trouble with either of you. John's really uncomfortable He's right now. He's a whole lot right now. <laughs> Can you help us? No. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, John, when you see someone who is angry and emoting in what, what, whatever level, it's just always good to know there's more going on. Yeah. And as you get angry to recognize there's more going on under, underneath this. You know, some people will say it's fear, hurt, frustration. Um, other people attribute it to something else. But just know that there's emotion underneath there. And it's your job to attend to your heart and just to check in and go, what's really going on yeah. here? And typically when you ask yourself that question, amazingly, things will start to emerge. Feelings. Yeah, I felt disrespected or I felt invalidated. I felt that things were unfair. I felt taken advantage of. What is it that's really going on? 
And sharing that with your spouse is going to go a whole lot better because they're more likely to hear you and they're able to meet you there Mm -hmm. than anger because anger is going to keep them away. It's like this fiery flame and it, it causes disconnection versus this is what's going on for me. Yeah. And I was feeling not seriously, not disrespected, but out of control. That's what routine plans when I know how it should and supposed to lay out there. There's just a comfort there. And, and because there, there had been a lot going on that week at work and some other things I was feeling very out of control. So it was like, this is the one area I can control. We're going to do it this way. And here are the plans. And when all that changed, it just, it left me feeling really out of control. Then to see the dogs run out of control into the neighbor's yard, just, it just pushed me over. Mm. But again, what I, here's what I've noticed that she does really well is that she doesn't engage the anger. It's kind of like, remember the Wizard of Oz? So picture when the Dorothy and company, they're at the big, you know, fiery face and the loud booming voice. Aaron doesn't get sidetracked by me presenting that way. Instead, she does what little Toto did. Remember, Toto ran the little dog around and and pulled the curtain mm -hmm. back, and the guy's like, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, because that's really anger. Anger is the fiery, loud, booming voice, Mm -hmm. what's really going on. The old man behind the curtain is that fear, that hurt, and that frustration. And so Aaron goes after that. She assumes that's true. She assumes there's something behind the curtain So I'm not going to engage or get distracted by how you're showing up in this moment. Now, if I'm out of control, if, if, if I'm, you know, becoming aggressive or saying things, I mean, she'll set a boundary there and like, I won't talk about this in this way. This doesn't feel safe to me. So she would do that. But I like how that that's what she went after for me is what's really behind Mm -hmm. the curtain. That's good. And, um, Conflict can overwhelm any marriage. There really is value in being prepared for it. Uh, Certainly, Catherine's book can help you with that. If you forget everything else, remember this. Um, We'll send a copy of that to you when you make a generous donation of any amount to focus on the family today. And then um, if you need help right now, give us a call. We'll set up a time for you to talk to one of our caring Christian counselors Uh, That's a service that we provide free of charge because donors support the ministry. And uh, it's just one of the many things that we want to provide you to keep your marriage strong and healthy. Our number is 800-A-FAMILY, and we have further contact details and information about donating and getting Catherine's book in the show notes. More from Catherine next time. Uh, For now, on behalf of the Smalleys and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.